welcome back to A Sprinkler Disney. We're sharing episode 35 with you today, and it's been a while since we've spoken to any of you. We're very sorry we abandoned you all over Christmas, uh, but due to like illness and family commitments and everything, it just became impossible to record a Christmas special episode in 2021. So we're very sorry if we've let anyone down, but we are back with a bang in 2022 um, with a new episode and more Disney magic and we hope you had a wonderful Christmas and happy new year if, if you celebrate it um, and if you're listening in like June in 2024 then we hope your 2020-2022 Christmas was also really good and <laughs> um, thank you again to all of you who are still here who've been listening over the Christmas period and you've left us reviews Um, it's worth noting now I've remembered to say this mm. Spotify now allows reviews which is very exciting so um, if is. you're listening on Spotify just look down and just press the stars. It <laughs> um, doesn't take long. It doesn't, because <laughs> Spotify doesn't allow you at the minute to leave comments. It's just a rating. Mm. Thank you. Two seconds. So if you could do that, that would be really, really grateful. Um, we'd be really, really grateful. Um, just yeah. let us know what you've enjoyed, what you'd like to see. If you're on Apple Podcast and on Spotify, just the, the stars would be great. Yes. And yeah, if you want to suggest some episodes or something like that, then we'll, we will listen. As we evidenced do. by our Coco episode, that true. was suggested by a listener. Very mm-hmm. true. And if, if you're on Spotify and obviously there's not a comment section yeah. there, then just drop us an email and the email's at the end of um, the show. So we'll yes. let you know then. Which yes. means you have to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, they definitely can't go back to a previous one and find it there. Rosie, you're ruining my, my plan. <laughs> or, you know, just DM us. I mean, that <laughs> That's also, also an option. Yeah, there's just that, do that. There's many ways to contact us, actually. We're so accessible. <laughs> And so today we're back in the world of live action movies. It's been a while. It has not been that a while. long. I think Cruella was our last one, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm going to just consult our list. That's a good one. Yeah, it was. We do like a live action film, though. So we'll, we'll we be do. doing more. We just we will... discussed Loki, which is obviously kind of a live action, but it wasn't yeah. a live action film. So it's been since June we've done a live action film. So. Wow. That, that has been a while. It's about time. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. it's a good thing then. If that's your yeah. favourite thing, we're back. Um, <laughs> and today we'll be discussing Jungle Cruise, which yes. we were aware came out a while ago, but, you know, it's relevant all the time like it's any been on our year. list for a while hasn't yeah. it and I think we've had like, yeah. lots of new releases since then so we were like do you know what it's a nice like chill easy going movie that can fit anywhere and it's yeah. quite a nice one to start the new year with I think yeah I think so and I think I reckon I don't know but I reckon some people over Christmas might have watched it as well yeah. a bit of a cheeky boxing day film to put on very true I reckon that might have happened yeah. with it being on Disney plus so if that was you here you go. <laughs> Especially because obviously when it came out in the pandemic, which I'll talk about in a bit about the pandemic. Yeah. Because maybe not everyone went to see it in the cinema and stuff. So mm. it might be a film that you want to kind of, you miss at the time and you want to go and watch again now. Yeah, exactly. So if you need to rewatch it, pause. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen it recently on Boxing Day, you're all good. <laughs> um, so we'll be introducing the film and discussing its reception. We'll also talk about the themes and messages of the film and our thoughts on the characters and the music as well. And of course, giving it our iconic score out of 10, which of course I have, usual, no, idea. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and actually, this is a film that I honestly don't even know where I'd put it at this point. I think our discussion will influence my score. I don't know how we're going to feel at the end of this. It's not a bit like it's it's... It's because it's not like a film that obviously like has draws an instant like love or hate. It's just it's yeah, like just like a feel good yeah. fantasy film. I don't think it's like a it's one that you can have like a strong like connection to as no. much as like a lot of what we've done before. No. Like, we I could be wrong, feel free to tell us, but yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, we will elaborate soon. <laughs> yeah. 
Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So, that brings us on to Disney fun facts number one. So, Frank, who is one of the main characters, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but as I said, if you haven't, you need to go and rewatch it, so pause. Because spoilers are going to be everywhere. <laughs> Frank describes himself as a skipper, and this is a title given to Disney cast members who act as tour guides on the Jungle Cruise ride. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm yet to experience this ride, but I, I know I'm aware of it and I understand. It is great. <laughs> I only got in it once, to be fair, because the queue was always quite long. Yeah, um, it's quite obviously, popular, it's isn't quite it? a long ride as well, which is oh, good, yeah. but it's quite a long ride. Um, yeah. So I knew I went on it once. It was, I think it was like my last day in Florida in the park, so I went on it, and mm. it is really good. Um, but I'd be so I've only kind of experienced one skipper, and they're all quite different. I yeah. Think. So it'd be quite nice to see what a different skipper brings to the ride. And um, they do a Christmas overlay, don't they, as well? So that oh, would be yeah. interesting to experience in a separate way. That would. Excellent yeah. point. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings us on to our first segment where we introduce the film with its plot, its background, and reviews. Um, so a plot summary of this film. Prepare myself. <laughs> because you could, even though it's like, when you strip it back, it is quite basic. It's like an adventure quest film, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many little details and a lot of people in it. So I'm going to try and simplify as much as possible. Yeah, okay. So that we don't get dragged down into legends and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the film opens in, um, like, in way in the past, in, like, the 1500s. And these Spanish people are in, like, the Amazon area trying to look for this. I think it's called Lagrimas de Cristal. Um, that's the tree. And apparently yeah. it's got, like, flowers on it that cure illness and stuff like that and can mm-hmm. lift curses. Because we all want to lift a curse, don't we? Um, <laughs> but as they're looking for this, this like Spanish troop of people, little people start dying because the forest is protecting this tree, and it all just goes a little bit crazy. Um, so they then find this tribe who like have access to the flower and can heal people with it. So they turn up and they're like, "Oh, can you please help us? Because we're all dying." And then turn against them, and it's not good. Um, and basically, the head of this Spanish people like burn this village down and kill the chief, and it's mm. all. And then they're cursed. Oh, <laughs> um, I think like perhaps the Caribbean vibes. Yeah, um, where like after they stab this chief, he curses all these Spanish people, makes them immortal. It means they can't leave sight of the Amazon River. Because mm. the jungle will drive them back. So they're trapped there forever, basically. Yeah, which sucks when you can't die as well. I mean, like, yeah. That's a bit of a cruel fate. It's not pleasant. Um, no, it's very but, isolating. It, it does get worse as well as we move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not great. Especially when they're Spanish as well. It's not even their home. I, I know. Then we just magically jump forward to like the 1900s instead. So we move swiftly on. Um, and we're in this very like Bryn London, this very posh Royal Society place discussing. Um, and Jack Whitehall's there. Mm. <laughs> um, I love Jack Whitehall. Me too. He makes me laugh so much. <laughs> um, his name is McGregor. And he's kind of giving this presentation about the tears what are they called again the tears, tears of the moon thank you i was like the tree but it's not tree it's tears <laughs> of the moon which are meant to be like the the flower isn't it i think is what they're thinking the, the yeah they're the petals yeah heal and cure illnesses and things like that on this magical tree yes as you can imagine the scientists aren't too impressed really are they <laughs> um so he gives this big speech, but we kind of get the sense that his sister, Lily, is actually the one that's giving the speech, but he's doing, he's a man and, you know, patriarchy and sexism yeah. and all that. It's the 1900s. Yeah. Um, and while he's giving this speech and being rejected and kind of really, really, like, like burnt down, um, Lily, her sister, goes and steals this artefact from somewhere else, and it turns out then this German fellow is also after the artefact. Mm. And then we magically move to the Amazon. 
<laughs> yeah. You do. Um, and that's where we meet The Rock, of course, is in this film. Dwayne Johnson is playing Frank, who we mentioned before. And to call a long story short, <laughs> um, Lily, who is played by Emily Blunt, the main female character, and McGregor, who is Jack Whitehall, basically join The Rock to go on this quest to go and find the petals of the moon. Tears yeah. of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this wrong. <laughs> they Tears are petals, the moon. so it's fine. And this magical tree. And he's like, nah, I'm not doing it. And then he ends up, like, he sees the artifacts and he's suddenly really interested in getting there. So then this is yeah. where this kind of starts. We go on this quest. And then we're searching for the tears, but then so are the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> and the Germans find this Spanish crew are actually trapped under, like, in this, like, hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's part of the wall. And he because they're trapped away from the river, so they've been yeah. like, stuck to these walls for years and years and years. And then we find out, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, we find out that actually, like, Frank, who is the, is Joy Johnson, who we all think is normal, mm-hmm. is actually part of this crew. Um, and that, that's why he, like, lives on this on this river. He's, like, a skipper on this boat on the river, and he t- does cruise up and down, because he also can't lose that river, because mm. he was part of the curse. Um, and we learn, actually, he turned against the um, other Spanish people, because they were becoming violent. He's like, I'm not part of that. And they kept chasing him, trying to kill him all back in the day. So then mm. he kind of filled them and trapped them in this hole, basically, so that they were so far from the river that the, the forest trapped them. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. So the, and then the Germans basically free these Spanish people and, like, go and find me this arrowhead thing that this lily's got because it's going to help us find the tears. So it gets yeah. quite confusing. Which they want to use to win the war. Yes, this is it. Yes, yes, of course, because we're in 1916, mm. so it's quite mm-hmm. important. Um. So I'm trying to like simplify it all down. Um, and then they go and then they're caught by cannibals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it turns out that the cannibals have actually been hired by Frank. Yeah. To basically like make them turn back and scare Lily and her brother. And then Frank gets shot by the Germans. It's by one of the Spanish ones that have been... The, the Germans right. release. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then so, so he gets shot and everyone's like, oh my God. And this is then when we realise that he's actually immortal. Yeah. Um, yes. So everyone's like, oh my God, Frank's dead. And then Frank's not dead. And um, he's also Francisco. We find oh, out. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes. He has <laughs> a Spanish name despite looking very American with an yeah. American accent. <laughs> um, that was the one bit of the film I was a bit like, oh, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. it was like my name like my name is francisco and i was like is it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the rest of them all speak with accents and he's still just the rock i know but anyway we digress um and then at that point um mcgregor ha- hurts his ankle so lily and frank carry on alone don't they to the la luna rota yeah the island of yeah where all this stuff's happening turns out it's a waterfall they have to go underground and lily can't swim and it's a little bit dramatic mm-hmm. um and then joaquin who is the german man has actually captured mcgregor on a <laughs> u-boat as you do yeah <laughs> and so he gets the location out of them and then frank and lily and mcgregor then turns up with the germans and the spanish <laughs> all appear this magical tree it is very proud to the Caribbean air, so like everyone yeah. is searching this one treasure. They all turn up at once, um, and then Lily kind of gets kidnapped because her brother's like or taken hostage, I suppose, more because her brother's obviously been taken hostage too. So mm. She has to use the the arrowhead to like reveal of the, the the trees, if you like, 
the tree's petals and then she's like can I have just one petal and they're like yeah sure whatever things go wrong (laughs) and then the German soldiers drown Joaquin is crushed by a rock Um, the Spanish people are going to kill them so Frank crashes his boat to stop the river coming in so they all get attached to the wall which also means that Frank gets attached to the wall and it's like oh no and Lily has her one her one flower petal left and she's like I could save the world with this petal but what does she do she realizes she's actually in love with Frank so Mm. she uses the flower to bring Frank back to life and get rid of his curse and then he's like I'm gonna leave the Amazon and move to London and then as if by magic, the moon suddenly gives her a, a, another flower. Because why not? Of course, another petal just appears. Reward like... her sacrifice. And then Lily takes it for research. Everyone's happy. Um, they go back to England. Lily yeah. suddenly becomes a professor and accepted. Yeah. And they all live happily ever after, apparently, mm. until the sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, so The Rock's full name is apparently in this Francisco Lopez de Herida. Well, we, we never hear that, um, especially not, a, he doesn't say, no. <laughs> especially not in an accent. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. So that's the plot. Yeah. It's, it does get quite complicated because there's a lot of people going up. Yeah, it's just a bit chaotic, isn't it, I think? And some of the feel, names Yeah, quite... it doesn't feel chaotic when you're watching it, I don't think, but like trying to describe it, there's so many different groups of people going on. Yeah, it's a lot at once sometimes. Yeah. So it's trying but to it's figure out complicated. who is who and whose side is people on. Yeah. But that's that's your brief. Um, so the plans for the feature film were, are based on the Jungle Cruise ride began in 2004. So a really long time ago was when it was mm. planned to be made. But it kind of sat dormant until 2011. And then that version that they were trying to put together actually fell through. Because then they found new producers and they were trying to find someone else who would kind of come on and like be like a big producing presence and really pushed it on. Mm. And that's when Dwayne Johnson joined in 2015. Um, he helped to like, I remember seeing his Instagram quite a bit at the time and he was really pushing like the vibes of Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, and then Emily Blunt and the rest of the cast joined in 2018 in like another version of the script. Um, and they filmed it in Hawaii and Georgia. But you didn't mm. know that. There you go. Yeah. Um, from May to September in 2015. Uh, sorry, in 2018. Apologies, everyone. Um, and then they had a year of post-production, and then they had a year of delay due to COVID-19. Mm. So Jungle Cruise was eventually released in the US on July 30th, 2021. And it was because it was the pandemic, it was released, I think, in the US on um in the cinemas and on Disney Plus yeah. um, at the same time with Premier Access, wasn't it? And I think it was mm-hmm. not the same in the UK, it was Premier Access for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but I know I want to go and see it in the cinema. Um, so, and the music from this film is by James Newton Howard, who also did Ryan of the Last Dragon. Yeah. The ones that's the most recent one. And apparently a sequel is planned with The Rock and Emily Blunt apparently reprising their roles, which is very exciting. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it's exciting. No, but I'm also like, because their presence is good enough alone, I'm, I'm ready I'm, to just I'm ready. Them. I'm ready. Like, I'm, I'm happy to see another two hours of those two. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, there's your background. No, but you really for the reception of the film. Right. Well, well, um, this film did well in, in, in terms of like money. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, it grossed $220 million worldwide. So, I mean, that's a success. You can't yeah. say. I think it was. I think it cost them $200 million to make. So, yeah. $20 million profit. So, you can't really complain. And that's so far. Like, you know, yeah. obviously, they're not going to make more box office, but they're going to get streams on Disney Plus and, and merchandise. I mean, they're doing, and exactly. They're and they're doing a sequel. So, yeah, I think in that respect successful however 
the reception <laughs> from critics and the audience honestly I think this might be our most interesting one so far really? yeah I was quite shocked by this like I, I think I am quite generous when I like score films I am mm. a generous scorer but I don't think I'm like too unrealistic with things but this just had me quite baffled but anyway <laughs> the score on IMDb um, it's th- not this, I should mention, it's not this one that left me baffled, I'll explain. The score on okay. IMDb is 6.6 out of 10. All right, and that's fine. And I think that's, that's quite fair because, like, it is kind of, obviously we'll give more of a review, but it is, like, you know, a good film, but it's not one that you'd be like... It's an enjoyable film, but I wouldn't yeah. say it's one that, like, it's not the best one in the world. No, no. And I think everyone would, well, most people would agree with that. I don't that, think but... you could really argue with that. Like, I haven't no. seen kind of anything else online that's like, this is the best of film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it's not the most unique thing I've I was going to say, it's not very original. There's a is lot it? of similar, like things like Indiana yeah. Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, that there yeah. are, and The Mummy. There's quite a few things that you could link it yeah. to. When my dad went to see it, because he saw it before me, he came home and said that, like, which is like a, a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was very busy. Um, and he came home and he said to me that, like, he thought it was like a cross between Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones. Yeah, which I would agree with, and I yeah, think when someone comes and, and can compare that straight away, um, I think that's quite telling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that's the score on IMDb, and then on Russell Tomatoes, this is where it gets quite interesting because I don't think I've ever seen the critics and audience like quite so different on the scale. Oh, really? So, yeah, like so the critics gave it sixty-two percent, which obviously kind of is in line with IMDb mm. like in that sense but it's also quite low I think for for critics because critics usually are the ones that give higher than the audience we found yeah true but it's quite low because when you look at the audience score that's 92 percent how is it such a difference when I but I earlier, think that makes sense to be honest because I think like if you think back to other films that we've talked about more modern films yeah I think critics are overall are often more critical of more modern stuff and I, I think guess, if you yeah. think about this film and it's kind of fan service in inverted commas like mm. people love the rock <laughs> so I think I know a lot of people of Emily Blunt it's very popular actors and it's funny and obviously it's like yeah. based on a popular Disney World ride and, and yeah and so I think if you looked at what fans would enjoy about it versus what it if you put look at uh, solely as a film mm. I think it kind of makes sense I think as well because it's not the most original thing. No. Critics aren't going to be as impressed because, as we'll see in the reviews, a lot <laughs> of them do compare it to other films. And yeah. They're like, well, it's just a basic, like a remake of this mm-hmm. with a different thing. But it is interesting, though, that audience score. Yeah, it's so different. When we look at the reviews that the audience gave, because oh. we'll get on to them in a minute, but they, they're not massively raving or positive no. or anything. So um, the critics... So Variety magazine, uh, they said that Jungle Cruise is a movie that implicitly asks, what's wrong with a little good old fashioned escapism? The answer is absolutely nothing. So I agree because it is escapism, really, isn't yeah. it, that film? That's pretty much like it's it's a nice way to spend two hours and it's enjoyable. And especially so, when it's like fantasy and legend and it's yeah, so adventure. far in the past as well, isn't it? Like it's not it's yeah. a very removed world from what we yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It's definitely escapism, this film, and that is an appeal to it. Um, But then in The Hollywood Reporter, they said that compared to other attempts to turn theme park attractions into fresh revenue streams, it's not as lifeless as The Haunted Mansion or Tomorrowland, but that doesn't mean it's good. (laughs) 
Oh, I know. I mean, like we made the Monster Maryland. What a letdown of a film! It's very slow that film. So I did enjoy it, but it wasn't like I I wouldn't watch it again. Sorry, everyone didn't enjoy it. Um... (laughs) The Haunted Mansion is a bit different because I feel like it's again. I haven't seen that one actually, but from like it's funny because I've heard that it's not great. And then there's some people that are like diehard fans. Yeah, it's got a bit of a cult following. Cult classic, isn't it? Yeah, but um. Yeah, like I don't agree that this isn't good because it yeah. is. Um, but it is better than things like Tomorrowland and like yeah. if that's what we're comparing it to. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly they didn't you know think much of it. <laughs> um, and then in Time Out magazine, they said that it seems rather coldly engineered, but that doesn't mean the result is without charm. In fact, it's packed with it. I don't understand heart. that review, Rosie. I'm confused. Wait, which the Why, what, what it, yeah? How can you? What does that even like, mean? As in, I think it means that it's not the way I interpreted it because obviously there's no like description of what they yeah. <laughs> was that it's not like it, the story and stuff wasn't very well thought through oh, and things like that. Because in my head, I was thinking it meant like. I don't know, the, it wasn't, the film wasn't put together very well. And I was like, what? I mean, <laughs> it could be that? that. We'll have to ask this critic from Hollywood, <laughs> uh, no, from Time Out magazine. And <laughs> but I think what they're trying to say is that, like, despite its flaws, it's not without its charm. Right. Okay. And they're saying that the huge reason for that is because of the perfect casting of Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Oh, fair. Saying. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I completely agree. They're so good. Emily Blunt is just oh. incredible. I mean, I love her anyway, but she's just so good. So, so good. And obviously the rock's great. Um, and then in the Vulture magazine, they said that the picture might have amounted to something had it been able to deliver on the one essential element of any kind of adventure. What? A, a real sense of danger is the element that they're saying that it didn't have. And they said the jungle might not kill you, but Jungle Cruise could kill your soul. That was a bit hard. These people are a bit... Um, Do these people just mis- not like miserable. But It's the same thing when it comes to like Marvel stuff, isn't it? And like, unless mm. you're going to... Marvel's a bit different now because it's very mainstream. Yeah. When you look at things like how superhero films are re- and like adventure films and the same thing are, re- are received in Hollywood and like we'll talk about them, they're very dismissed. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not a serious film. And actually, like, they're incredibly hard films to make on that scale with well, those sets, etc. Yeah. So I always think it's really like, I think critics naturally dismiss them because they're not like in inverted commas serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't got like the same like emotional depth because it's more about the adventure and the journey. Yeah. And it, I feel like films are often punished for that, which isn't really fair. Because mm. if every film was an emotional journey, we'd all be depressed. And, like... I was going to say, like, you, you just want sometimes to put on a film and just you know escape for a bit and yeah. just relax and sometimes films can be too intense for you to relax you have to mm-hmm. concentrate so much or you cry because it's too emotional that's yeah. not really relaxing like jungle cruise absolutely every time i've watched yeah. it had a good time had a good laugh it's hilarious yeah, it's so like funny. it's such a feel-good film and it does have meaningful things in it of course but that's not the main thing that's not the main drive mm-hmm. and i think that's what what it's meant to be that's what they wanted to do with this film yeah i agree um and lastly <laughs> In the observer, they simply said, Jungle Cruise is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not gonna lie to you, like as as obviously the score indicates anyway, the critics' reviews were miserable. Like 
that's, that's so you've hit the nail on the head it's miserable isn't it yeah like they were so miserable I was really trying to find the positive ones but when they'd say something positive it would automatically be like but or like you know this wasn't good and I was, yeah so critics were very negative with this I'm very miserable I think I need to see it again and relax and yeah and not always look I think we find that a lot in in um like with musicals and stuff you're always like yeah I don't like it it's like you're allowed to enjoy the film it's okay to not have everything yeah serious all the time yeah it's okay to just enjoy say you enjoyed a film like you know so yeah. anyway that was the critic <laughs> um the audience so these are all from imdb uh so someone said this is a fast-paced action-packed fun family film a lot of illustration there yes. which entertains all the way through there are some good plot twists as the movie progresses but all in all it does rely on incredible cgi and visual settings along with witty and funny dialogue as opposed to a complex or detailed plot so yeah i mean it's not a complex or detailed plot i don't think but there is I some detail to it i don't know about that i would say it is quite i think that the legends of it make it quite complicated yeah that's got a bit of depth to it definitely yeah because you look at obviously the way it opens and like all the different groups of people and the legend and all the different artifacts that link together hmm. and you know when you have to when they go to access the the la luna de rota and it's like underneath yeah i think like it's not like Dora the Explorer, is it? It's not, do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's not, not like that simple. Things. <laughs> I just don't think, I don't know what, it's not got like the complex element of soul, for example, where it's like really deep and emotional and like, yeah. Um, I, philosophical, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. But I don't think it's like a simple story in the same way, because I think when you're watching it, there is a lot going on. Um, yeah. Although I guess what they might mean is like, for me, instead of really remembering the story when I watch it, like, I remember like, the, the lines I laugh the banter, at yeah. or like the scenery and stuff yeah, so like I, I get that I get that part of it definitely um because yeah wow the visuals are amazing um and the CGI is really good as well mm. um and then someone else said that the film was very enjoyable but it felt so long and overdone it kept capitalizing on the jokes and silliness of many of the adventure films that preceded it and it slowly became goofy and somewhat irritating I don't think it did. No, I, I was, think it did. I actually either. found it genuinely funny. Like, I know there were some dad jokes and stuff in there. But that was but the like, point. It was meant to yeah. my mum. My mum came went to sit before me and she was like, she wasn't like in, in she was like, all right. But she was, yeah. she said it felt like a, quite a classic storyline. She's like, you know, a woman wants to do something without a man, but she's like, she need the man. And I went to see it and I was like, it's not quite like that mum. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I think... Like what she was saying as well was, was that idea was because she hadn't. I tried to explain about the ride, but the ride had all those cheesy jokes on it and stuff. Mm, yeah. she was, it's quite like you know cheesy and like cliche. I think, yeah, but that's the point of the film. Like it's yeah, mental. I think it owns that. I don't think it's trying to hide away from no. that. That it is cheesy. I mean, no. McGregor is just <laughs> oh so funny. I love him though, and like so clearly they did well. With so I was quite his... worried when he got cast. I hadn't seen Me him act before. I like Jack Whitehall, but I was just a bit like, mm, is this going to work? But oh my God, he was so... I know, because you because you kind of think like, oh, is he just a bit of a cameo? Like, just yeah. there, it's like a joke. But he was, like, his jokes... He was so funny. Everything was great. So, anyway, yeah. I don't know the One of my favourite lines is when it was like, you know, when, he, when they're approaching the, the butter chair, no, it was called the big waterfall bit. Oh, yeah. And it's like, is that as uh, serious as it sounds? And The Rock's like... If you find anything valuable, just put it underneath. Because well, I consider myself valuable, so I should be <laughs> there too. I love it because he's so like well spoken. 
because yeah. obviously he is posh and yeah. privileged and <laughs> British. So it's the way he like says things combined with what he says. And it's is what so gets swift me. as well. Like it's yeah. so like um like it, he's on fire that button. He's so good. He's really I know. Re- he's he he was very well written at his lines, I would say. Because he, he could have been an annoying, irritating yeah, character. Yeah, which I would understand that would be irritating. Yeah. You get that sometimes, but in this, no, he was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> um, and then someone else said that the film doesn't take itself too seriously, it's simple and just pure fun. And the it's an interesting enough story, the characters are okay, there's nice effects. And there's an amazing Jaguar. What else do you need? <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's important. You know, like, it's not meant to be taken seriously, really. Like, it's no. not trying to convey, like, an action that you need to take from no. it or, like, a thought that you need to have from it. It's just relax, enjoy the yeah. film. I mean, that's kind of why films are made. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, have we forgotten that? <laughs> just enjoy the adventure. <laughs> and then someone said... The ending was a bit disappointing, and in my opinion, it would have been a bit better if it was less optimistic. Although, oh. if it had been made a sad ending, it may not have been the best family film. <laughs> right, I mean, make your mind up. <laughs> but make your mind up. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I do have opinions on the endings, to be fair, which I will say yeah. later, but I do yeah. kind of get what they mean. Me too. I agree with that as well. Like, not completely, but I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And then um, someone else said that. The film works for many different reasons. The locations are astonishing. And they said that it transmits a magical atmosphere recalling fantasy milestones such as Avatar. That's a good, like, interesting comparison. Interesting. And they said the special effects in this film would even deserve an Academy Award. So they've been very I'm really highly. good with that, to be fair. Yeah. The special effects were amazing. They were very flawless, very mm-hmm. seamless. Like all the transitions, yeah. the map, when they I showed the map, the map of the journey. Oh, and as, as the... the um, <clears throat> the boat moved up so yeah cool. love that so yes and then finally someone said that it's great for the whole family it's intentionally over the top which is what makes it so fun it is cheesy um but re-watch indiana jones movies and tell me they're not equally cheesy this person gets it yeah yeah <laughs> like that they knew what they were going in to see and yeah it is it is just over the top but it's fun. It is a definitely a fun film. I think the problem with lots of critics and audience reviews is they go in and they decide what they want the film to be before they've yeah. seen it. Yeah. And then they judge it based on their preconception. And mm-hmm. that's not how you should do it. You should no. match it. I'm like, the film I wanted to see was this. Like, well, from the trailer, it was quite clear what the film was. Well, exactly. So like, it, and they promoted it a lot as well. They did, they did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, all in all. An interesting, like, mix. A very interesting mix, Um, So, yeah, let's see what we make of it, though. True. And I I always think you're going to get that as well with ones that have got things like The Rocky, who's, like, a big name. Yeah. Some people are going to turn around and say, it's not really an actor, he's a wrestler. Yeah, people love to critique The Rock for many different reasons. And people love it when they're like, oh, they've just got these big names in, like, just to sell the film. And And I think when that happens, it becomes easy for someone to, like, just disregard the film because yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's like a it's like a, a PR stunt rather than an yeah, actual film. Yeah. Isn't fair. You should always no, watch the film first. Definitely. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. That brings on to Disney Fun Fact number two. So Emily Blunt originally turned down the role of Lily twice due to exhaustion working on Mary Poppins Returns in 2018 and A Quiet Place Part 2 back to back. That would be exhausting, to be fair. Fair They are, yeah, taxing films. (laughs) Um, And the director of um, 
Jungle Cruise, I've got the name of this show, this show then, flew to New York to meet Blunt to explain why she was wanted for the role. He also brought along a video message from Dwayne Johnson in his producing capacity, pitching about the role and wanting to work with her, which he actually recorded the night before, so very last minute. And that video was eventually the reason why she signed up to the role. I mean, how could you say no, to be honest? Yeah, I mean, how, true. Could you feel more wanted than that? If, if someone pitched to me, like, all of those things, and be like, we want you, I'd be like, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Especially I'm for like, and here's a video from The Rock actually. As yeah, well, yeah. Specifically wants to work like, with you. That's when you know you you really are wanted for yeah. that. Like, I'm so Imagine glad. How did nice it. to be there if you like rejected something twice and they were still like, yeah, but have you changed your mind? I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it makes sense because also she's she's she had a kid recently as well, hasn't she? I feel like. Yeah, she's got a couple of kids with yeah. Krasinski. So, so I think that makes sense because obviously they're both, and that she was lead roles in both of those yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like she was turning up to set like one day. Like no. it must have been quite intense. So I do get mm-hmm. that. But do you know what, Emily? Some of us have to work five days a week for the rest of yeah. our life. So <laughs> <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> uh, right. Well, this is a busy film, as we have discussed. And there are, you know, quite a lot of themes in this mm-hmm. that you could interpret. It's definitely some that are more obvious and some that you can interpret from things, I think. Depends yeah. how far you read into it, if you're like the critic, too far. <laughs> so what do you think the main themes were of the film? Right, I need to prepare myself. So, God, I thought you were getting out a list. <laughs> Here's my essay that I prepared earlier. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Someone's overprepared for this podcast. Um, the big one for me, I think, was about, like trusting your gut and mm. trusting like if like obviously just throughout the film especially at the beginning like because she's a woman Lily isn't yeah. taken seriously yeah and then yeah. even when her brother presents it because the idea seems like quite out there and no one's ready for change and no one's ready to listen and no one really like wants to think about could be a good idea no one gives them the time of day like mm. we about this film they've written it off their idea off before we've even tried it yeah but they push and they and yes, she does some illegal things. <laughs> but like, I think that idea of kind of when you know that something is good, yeah, and you know that it's something that you have to do, that sense of like pushing and pushing and not giving up for me was because it's the right the way for the film. Yeah, so yeah. Right at the beginning, and uh, when she kind of tricks Joaquin, <laughs> whatever his yeah. name is, <laughs> um, with like the the arrowhead in, in the bag, she could she's about to die. She's falling off out her window, and she still is like no, no, so um, committed to the cause. Yeah, like when they get to the Amazon, and she's told so many times by the Rock and by her brother, it's just like, would you stop? Like this is a ridiculous <laughs> idea. And then even when they're on the boat, and Dwayne, like, I'm sorry, Dwayne, uh, I was gonna say Fred. It's not Fred either. It's Frank. <laughs> Francisco. <laughs> sorry, silly me. <laughs> um, Fred sounds better though, to be honest. It does. <laughs> And Frank, the whole way through, is like, do you want to turn back? Like, yeah. this is going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have to swim in the river and have a bath. Do you want to turn back? Yeah. And the whole way through, she's like, nope, nope. And even, and I think one of the big things I loved from it was that bit where they're in the rapids and she's terrified because she can't swim. Mm-hmm. And what I quite liked about that was that it's okay, like, to be scared of something as well. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be 100% confident. She's a very confident character. Yeah. But that idea that you don't need to be 100% confident all of the time and yeah. it's okay to be scared or worried in the middle of doing something that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can still believe in it, but it's okay to kind of not doubt yourself, but find it challenging. And just because something is challenging doesn't mean that you should give up on it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, you haven't got all the skills you might necessarily need, whether it's for a job or a, 
like a, a project or something like that and you think I don't know everything she's not how to swim but she's going on a boat yeah <laughs> I think that idea that like you can learn and there are ways around things there's always a solution she's a solution finder isn't she mm. Lily? and that idea of like knowing that you believe in something and that you you have the chance to, to prove yourself and kind of going for that I think that was such a inspirational theme for me within yeah, the film and maybe. I think it's quite a subtle one because I think like you said the themes in this film kind of get overshadowed a lot by the action and the CGI yeah and, which is fine um because that's what the film is as we already said but I think yeah. it's like quite a nice nice subtle theme of like just don't give up on yourself yeah. like just because someone else says to you that it's not right doesn't mean they're true I mean we mm. hear it all the time don't we of like film producers or like like Squid Game which was oh, massive yeah. last year. I think got rejected by like loads and loads of TV networks for like years. Since like mm. I think he was trying for like 2011 to get it published and no one would do it. And then it became one of the biggest Netflix series ever. Yeah. Um across the world. So it's it's you know, how many publishers and authors do you hear about where they've submitted to like 12 different publishers and never got yeah, or, or they submitted their first book at like the age of like 55 or something. Yeah, like, yeah. never too like never yeah. too late to do something as well. Like don't give yeah. up. Exactly. So I, I loved that whole vibe and that idea of like, you know, and it's okay to ask for help as well. Mm. I think that's important is that like mm. she's she knows where she needs help. So she asks. Yeah. She doesn't need help with like the photography because when she's like, mm, no, I'm right. <laughs> she doesn't need help with um obviously like the even when she's like picking locks and she's doing all the legend stuff, she knows all of that, but she knows that what she needs is help to get there on a boat. So rather yeah. than getting a boat herself and being like stubborn and like well, I can do everything myself. She's not like that either. She she knows that in order to get where she needs to be, like it's okay to ask for help. Mm. So I think in our current society, often asking for help is seen as like a sign of weakness or like in um incompetence. Yeah, not being capable. Yeah, and you're kind of scared that someone's going to judge you. Like, well, they don't know how to do that, as if you should already know it. So I think yeah, that's quite, yeah. To to sum up, <laughs> I like the idea that she kind of really she trusts in herself. Mm-hmm. Really trusting in yourself, following like and believe believe because she really believes in herself like she yeah, really yeah, does. She does and it's not even like she's tricking herself to believe in herself like she genuinely yeah. believes in what she's doing yeah. um and so, so there's that and like obviously asking for help and it's, it's and like it's okay to be scared like when you're doing something new or different that's yeah. normal <laughs> like you don't have to be 100% confident all of the time I mean I guess kind of off that as well like from her brother is that idea of like even if you don't always completely understand what someone, your friend or family is doing. Yeah. If it's not going to hurt anyone to support them and it's not going to hurt them to support them, just do it. Because like, yeah. there's, no, it's like, there's nothing worse than kind of like someone that you love and care about telling you that your ideas are stupid or like it's not worth your time. So I, yeah. there's like a slight ajar one of that. It's like, you know, if someone really believes in something that strongly, they're going to do it with or without your help anyway. So like, don't let them push you away. Yeah, and it can be more damaging to them as well yeah. without the support. Like exactly, and it can damage the relationship. Or yeah. even if they don't give up, because if if you're that strong will, like Lily would have gone without him. Yeah, yeah. It will actually just push you further away from that person, yeah. and you'll just end up losing them um, for what? Like I say, unless um, they're, unless they're going to go on a serial killing bout, then maybe. Well, not. yeah, there's obvious things <laughs> that we exclude, as we've said many times yeah. in our feet chats. <laughs> but I think that that's the kind of thing where I'm like, if it's not going to harm them, yeah. And it's really important to them. Just because it's not important to you doesn't mean that it shouldn't matter to mm. them. So that yeah. was a big one for me. Mm. Um, that was the biggest one. I'm going to let you talk so I don't steal all your answers. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see you. Now put me on the spot. I, I can I carry on answers. going if you like. No, it's but... okay. I've got one to mention, but it's we were discussing this before we recorded. Um, as in, I said this already. But basically, like 
I don't know if this is a theme, but it's something that was very much present throughout the whole film for me. And I don't really know how to describe it in like one word. So we're going a bit of a like story. (laughs) But one thing I would say is like, I guess you could describe part of it as like acceptance, let's say. Acceptance is a theme. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, Do you see where I'm going? going, We've got a couple of things under this. Yes, we have, yeah. So one of them, as you've you've already mentioned a bit with Lily, the thing that's so glaring, but not in a bad way, not in an over-feminist way, is the position of women. Yeah. And in that time, because we were in 1916, is it? 1915, I think. Oh, yeah. So I'll give you that one because I wouldn't have said it even if Before women have got the right to vote, basically. Yeah, like the (laughs) pre-vote. So um, that's very important. And I think this film... Sorry, I was wrong. It was 1916. Well... Wow. I was thinking of 1556 in the beginning. I'm sorry, everyone. A sorry. public apology to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine. No, I think that like the theme of like acceptance of you know, like women's like roles and things like that. Mm. Like we see that when Lily is like going up to go and steal the artifacts, obviously it's by Joaquin, if that's how you say his name. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, the secretary's over there. And it's like immediately we're, we're positioned in the yeah. society, which we know in that time they would have been the, the women's jobs if they even had jobs. Yeah. That was their place. And like, I think a theme throughout this for me is the fact that Lily just defies all of the stereotypes of yeah. women in that time, defies the boundaries, completely breaks the mold for women in so many ways. I mean, you know, the fact that she's doing um, research in itself is Mm -hmm. a big thing for women during this time, especially when there's so many reasons that she could just give up, as we were just talking about that. There's so Mm -hmm. many reasons because, you know, men didn't care about women's opinions or the thoughts didn't really listen to them. They didn't think we had any. (laughs) No, they didn't listen to them. I mean, you know, so... Not every man, I'm sure some men were. No, we're not. We're not trying to like (laughs) generalize, Um, but obviously the the general sort of atmosphere towards women was that it was accepted norm, wasn't it? Like it wasn't like that was just normal thinking. That's what a woman wouldn't even need to think. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like she really defies expectations for women in that time, and in a very like inspiring way and a pioneering way, and like I was just so kind of I just loved her character for yeah. that reason because you know the fact that she wore trousers that was so like, funny but yeah because you're right because the thing is even with that like when people make comments about it does it make a big deal like well yes no. I'm a woman and a woman can do whatever a man can it's not exactly. like that she's just like yes and like moving exactly on. this is exactly you basically took the word out of my mouth it's like she, no, no no it's good we're on the same page like she doesn't feel the need to like be like, oh look, like I'm a woman wearing trousers. She like, need to how justify herself, cool am I? Like, how, like how unique am I for a woman? Yeah. No, <laughs> she's like when people are like, oh, why are you wearing pants? Like, like McGregor says it, and obviously Frank says it repeatedly because he calls her pants. That's the nickname. Yeah. And she's like, so like, yeah, because it's, it's when, when when McGregor's like people look and she's like, and yeah, and she <laughs> literally, I love the fact that like. Obviously, I know we're talking about her character, but bear with me because this is a theme. Like, she, <laughs> I love the fact that, like, she just doesn't even let her thoughts be consumed by anyone's opinions of her. No. 
and the fact that they're they're saying things like oh you might stand out a bit oh I'm not sure you should do that oh like people are looking at you she doesn't care she's no. so she's so focused on what yeah. she's doing and I think we all need to be more like like that I think so as well in a bit but I, I think you're right it's that sense of like it's not even like she tries to prove them wrong it's like I don't yeah. care <laughs> exactly and I just think that it was such a like present theme throughout the whole film for me because there were quite a lot of comments made about her like being a woman and stuff like when Frank is saying things like oh are you sure you can do that like because she's a woman like assuming she's not capable of certain things and obviously he learns that she is and realizes that he needs to back off and she's actually probably more capable than he is in a lot of things yeah Um, he realizes that that. I love that line (laughs) you know when they're in the office and he's like it's really dangerous, whatever. And she's like, let me yeah. manage my own safety. Thank you very much. Yeah. I love yeah. that line. I love like, that as well. Stop patronizing me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like but sorry, but but rather than doing it in like, so you think because I'm a woman, I can't do it. It's it's like the lines yeah. aren't written in that way. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's not trying to be like I don't know how to say it in a word that way that doesn't maybe offend people because I know everyone has strong opinions and stuff, but it's not trying to be like, oh, let's put like a feminist like thing into this film and like preach it. No, it's like you're right because like I don't know if anyone's seen the new Cinderella on Amazon. Good luck. Oh, I still haven't great. seen this. Yeah, <laughs> that was an example of it done wrong because it's like mm. the young princess keeps popping up. Like, let's be eco-friendly. I want to be the heir, but like the way that she does oh. it is so like disingenuous and like, like advertising it yeah instead of just naturally and it becomes like a gimmick rather than an actual yeah. like important part of the story um, yeah so you're right and like in today's society it, it can still happen where when people are trying to create a feminist message it's just tokenistic yeah um, and it's done wrong and women don't want to walk around shouting that we're women all the time we don't that's no. not the point we just want to be taken as like we just want to be treated as equal equal yeah without exactly. having to justify it because we're a woman or without yeah. being told wow that's good for a woman it's like no I just t- just, just praise you for what I'm good at rather than my gender yeah and I think so like when I say acceptance I mean kind of more like people learning to accept that a woman is yeah. capable more than what they think that's yeah. that version of acceptance the second version which I know is kind of controversial to some people and there's been interesting articles on this but McGregor see I don't find this controversial I don't I love the way they did this. I don't and I know I neither of us are LGBTQ plus I'm unaware no, of that so we're not you know which I'm like no. they're representing us but I feel like like I'm probably going to agree with you in what you're going to say yeah. the way that it wasn't again like with the, the feminist thing it wasn't overplayed no so I was so pleasantly surprised by this in the film because I love McGregor anyway but this really just my heart like I was just basically he became my favorite character after this yeah because he went from so funny to just so like emotional so well well done Jack Whitehall you know like yes he questions Lily on things and whatever and he he is very privileged of course but I don't think he's annoying so anyway I loved him to begin with but this just blew me away and it, you're right it's the way they did it so firstly we had two men sitting down having a deep meaningful chat which to be honest isn't very characteristic of men that, yeah especially I mean, different men as well yeah exactly men in different positions um and men of different color as well like there was a lot going on in this scene if you really like digest it all mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of meaning to this scene specifically so especially for the time that this was set in as well and I just think it was incredible that McGregor got screen time mm-hmm. to kind of acknowledge his sexuality 
obviously he didn't label himself he didn't label no. himself that's important to note we don't he didn't say no. but obviously we get the implication from what he says where he's you know refused marriage multiple times and he says that my interests happily yeah. lie elsewhere and of course in terms of marriage we know that that would have been women he's talking so, about his news about like w- women yeah marrying women and then he's that my interest exactly. elsewhere so it's quite and i love the way that he worded that and i know some people think it's like cowardly because he didn't explicitly say but actually do you know what people don't have to label themselves no. they don't have to state you know who they're interested in who they love like that's not for you to say that they have to do that if they want to they can but yeah. no one owes anyone that so i love the fact that they went with the line and especially contextually were. yeah i don't think like in that at that time period if i'm I don't think anyone would kind of come out and say that. No, exactly. It would be a done thing. It would no. be like today's society, people can kind of like, if they're comfortable with a label, yeah, like kind of shout it from the rooftops if they're yeah. comfortable with it. But if you look in context, this is like early 1900s where like not only was it frowned on, but it's probably illegal. Actually, oh, yeah. 100%. Back I don't know my dates off by heart. No, but, but it's, it's kind definitely... of, it's like he's hinting at it without having to officially say it. Yeah. So even contextually, yeah. it's, it's more accurate that way as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I just think like this was really good of Disney as well to include this because I think it's like one of the most kind of bold ways that they've represented this Um, and one of the most beautiful ways in my opinion as we said we're not from this community ourselves but I felt like it was a really 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 nice scene like Mm. a lovely scene and I think it was done really well and the one of the best parts of it for me was the way that Frank he doesn't even question. Doesn't blink an it. eye, does he? No, he he's like they lie elsewhere. Like cool, okay. Like he's not there. Like what? You can't do that. That's not. That's like crazy. Nothing like that. He's so accepting, yeah. and he doesn't even really think about it. He just listens to what McGregor has to say, and they move on. But not in a way where it's dismissed, but in a way where he doesn't see that as you know different. And he, he thinks yeah. it he thinks it's really nice as well that McGregor talked about it with him as well. I think, yeah. I think he feels like it's quite a special thing to have heard from him and it really bonds mm-hmm. them a bit more. So I think before Frank was a little bit kind of like, who is this guy? He's yeah. like, <laughs> why is he here? But then after that chat, I do feel like their connection grows a little bit, a little bit stronger at least. Yeah. So I just think like acceptance in those two two ways. I think we've got a headstrong woman, not yeah. the norm in that time. We, we've got a man um, who will not marry, which defies the, the, you know, the times that this was in, who's acknowledging his sexuality mm-hmm. in the sense that he's, you know, saying that he's not heterosexual. Um, so I think that's amazing. And sorry, I know I've ranted a bit here. No, no, I have to mention go. this as well. Obviously, he mentions that Lily um, supported him. Yeah. And she's the reason, you know, that he's... It okay, suddenly made basically. sense as well, didn't it? Well, yeah. like because when he's like, because um Frank is like, why would you follow her out here? And yeah. it does make sense because he doesn't really want to, it's not his vibe. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you kind of then see why they are so close. And I think yeah. that is really nice because you get that's why when people say that, like this film is like, you know, waste of time and like it's got no kind of depth. It does, it's just in yeah. smaller moments, and you have to yeah. just, it makes them more valuable, I think. When I think small. so. It wasn't overdone, it was very meaningful and very memorable. It's one of the things I just came out of cinema thinking, wow, like what a what a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, and obviously he says that he would have been ostracized by society if it wasn't for Lily. So then you see why he's mm-hmm. so happy to help her follow her dreams, support her. And it's interesting though, because we've also got the stereotypes flipped on the heads where 
Lily basically protects him, <laughs> which yeah. is another thing that I liked as well. So that was a very long-winded way of me saying that I appreciated the representation of women in this and I appreciated the screen time uh, towards McGregor's sexuality. Yeah. The end. <laughs> oh, I agree. I think one of the one of the critiques that has come from, I think, Matt, is that people say, oh, but they make jokes about like potential like euphemism jokes about it later on in the film. And it's like, yes, but like there's euphemisms made about heterosexual couples all yeah. the time, especially yeah. something like this, and um, where like it's it's bantering its jokes the whole time. And it's like I could be wrong and this could be insensitive. So if it is, mm. apologies. But I feel like just because like that topic has been dealt with seriously in that moment, does that mean that that topic never gets to benefit from like the laughter? Because if I like if I'm if my sexuality you know, doesn't get jokes, I can't really relate to the heterosexual jokes as much. And it feels like it's mm. the heterosexual jokes are dominant. And then yeah. it's like every like every euphemism joke has to be about heterosexual couples. Yeah. And that isn't really fair either, because that's no. not accurate. So I think like people say that like the jokes later on kind of undermined that scene. But I think it just gives it that, that element of like more natural yeah like there's not the film. place no yeah. because otherwise it, I think it would be more tokenistic if you mentioned that he was gay yeah um, definitely and then never mentioned it again that well, would feel really strange it would feel like a, you know like when people try and include things for diversity reasons mm. it's so obvious it's like a tick we've included yeah. this they didn't do that in this it was so I just think it was a very meaningful way and a very natural way of bringing it into the film yeah and I thought it was beautiful. It really touched me, to be honest. Yeah, it really got me as well. I think like, so the fact that it was between two men, I think, was and yeah. two very different men. And the idea that, like, yeah. you know, The Rock's physique is kind of like classic, like, man's Yeah, man. yeah. And so you're right, that acceptance from from someone who, you know, would, would in, in classic kind of films would be like, that's not right. Like, a man should be a man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of comments. Man up. Like, yeah, the fact that his response was just kind of like, cool. Like, I, you I know, love that. That just you. made me love Frank even more. Like, yeah. I love all the characters in this one, all of them, <laughs> let's not say that. But, you know, that moment really made me, like, yeah. appreciate, especially McGregor more, definitely. Yeah, I think most people have said that is it's more like the way that the respond it was responded to that's quite was quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one thing that they kind of, like, need to kind of be careful is because lots of things are said, Disney keeps saying about, like, you know, there will be an LGBT plus character in this yeah. film. And it's like, yeah. you need to keep saying this because then what you build up is like, because I think when it was advertised initially, they said, oh, that would be a main part of his story. And it's not really. No. It's not like, it's not, that doesn't define who he is no. in the story. It's part of who he is. It just um, adds depth to his character. Yeah. We learn more about him, that's all. But I think when you advertise, like, there's going to be an LGBTQ plus character mm. in this film and it's going to really drive his character. It's, and then you don't do that it's like you're actually damaging yourself because well, if you didn't say any of that then no one would have expectations of it exactly and but I do a, feel like that's yeah. tick boxy again mm. it's like saying don't worry we, we've got representation in there yeah. don't worry exactly um, so it's, it's a hard line to walk to Definitely. do for the right thing it is hard because you're always going to have critique no matter how you do anything that's very meaningful mm. and very personal to people but they can definitely improve, I think, upon... Yeah, it's a small step, I think, isn't it, yeah. towards it? And I think the fact that you've got two very, you know, um, like, kind of high, especially in England, very, like, well-known actors mm. who are doing this scene. And like I said, I think the big thing is the fact that it's... It's 
two men and that man who's like the heteronormative masculine like mm. idol mm-hmm. that I think is because that's very rare you're right usually like even today when you see like people who are not typically like gay men on tv they still have like loads of female friends yeah and, like, yeah and that kind of thing and so it was nice to have it where he could confine in a man about that that was really nice to see yeah and I also think the other thing that's important to know I know we've talked about this a while but when he says his interests lie elsewhere he says happily yeah yeah I uh, love yeah. that choice of words yeah like he's happy he's not yeah you know, afraid it's not of like, himself. like where with me and like yeah you know like making and it's also like he doesn't make a massive deal of it he no, just kind of mentions it in passing and I think that's just nice like rather than you know, from like a writing perspective yeah rather than it being like look look we have like yeah a non-straight character if you want to look and we're going to prescriptively write it out so everyone knows what that means mm. like you wouldn't do that for any other character no. any other sexuality so why would you do that it could just probably come across as quite patronizing yeah um, definitely. it's not done right so yeah and, and i think what's the nice is like his his comedy starts before that as well like yeah. before you know yeah. that his sexuality his comedy because lots of kind of like um non-straight characters in film their whole comedy element comes from the fact that they're not straight which i think yeah. is a problem at times yeah um Can be whereas the, yeah and it's like that's the whole personality yeah that's the that's reason they're they funny yeah, yeah and it's like a stereotype whereas yeah. the fact that this guy was funny from the beginning <laughs> i yeah. think makes a big difference because it's like he's that's who he is and it's not because of his sexuality that's just no. like another, another part of who he is yeah. and the part of his life um yeah. to me like he's not defined just by his sexuality and while that is a defining feature for, for obviously for lots of us it doesn't have to be the only one and no. I think that was nice uh yeah I appreciated that yeah. as well yes yes so sorry back to you because I went on a bit of a tangent with that one but I felt no, like no, I agree. they were my I main agree. thoughts <laughs> I agree um I think I mean I think that's kind of covered mostly everything um mm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that kind of jumps out but I think I think we've kind of covered like the main ones really haven't we yeah because I think within those there's themes of like you know family mm. like the bond between Lily yeah. and Gregor and the family thing because we know that um what is he called the main villain goodness I, me I, 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 yeah we know that it was because his daughter was ill that he was trying to get the petals yes yeah, and yeah. bond family bonds and what that can do to you sometimes mm-hmm. you know you can go too far and so I think there is a bit of family vibes in there as well, definitely. And the fact that fr- uh, Frank or Francisco kind of went, turned against uh, Aguirre, 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 can't say yeah. so sorry, um, because he was like, I, no. I keep wanting to say Aguirre is a footballer, I know. and I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he turned against him, even though they were basically, they weren't blood brothers, but they were mm. basically brothers. He turned against him because he was like, you're not doing the right thing. So I think there was a lot of family vibes in there. Yeah, as very well. true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so yeah I think I guess one of the only things I would have liked to have seen maybe more of Jack Whitehall it would have been nice to see more of him like he was great but I wanted more yeah I hope I hope he's in the sequel because he was so, so so good um, yeah and then I guess the only, the only other like slight it's kind of added on to the other themes we've talked about but like the fact that um I need to back acceptance and that idea that Frank kind of just comes to accept that like Lily can do things and like yeah. stops being intimidated by her as well. Yeah. Like because yeah. I think initially he's a bit like, oh, this is all a bit weird. And like he looks down on her and this idea that like and it's okay to change your opinion on someone and people yeah. can surprise yeah. you. And that whole like don't judge a book by its cover is so cliche. But that idea of like don't just assume that someone is going to behave a certain way. Yeah. 
And I guess that goes for both of them, actually, for both yeah. McGregor and for Lily. Yeah, it does. Um, because when he comes and he's all privileged and he's like, oh, my clothes, you think this guy's not got a care, like a problem in the world. Mm-hmm. But obviously he has a lot on his mind. Because yeah. Of, you know, his um, his sexuality, the fact that his, his dad is dead, the fact that his sister is very, like, is very kind of um, hot-headed. <laughs> and he's out of his comfort zone massively. He's so out of his comfort zone. as we go on. I'm like, this poor oh. fella needs some cream. Um, so I think, yeah, like you said about acceptance, but more specifically like that idea of, like, learning learning when you're wrong as well I think yeah. is really important because Lily's yeah. also wrong about Frank oh yeah yeah because how often I mean he does kind of scam them quite a few times or try to yeah but I think he's mainly doing it also because he doesn't he's kind of scared that they're gonna get because he's yeah. experienced it so he's trying to protect yeah. them as well so Safety I think it's reasons. yeah it's like a double-edged sword that isn't it but it's that yeah. idea of she prejudges him and it's like I knew you would betray us and blah blah blah, blah. And yeah it's like, well he's actually trying to just help um yeah so yeah there's just a lot of like beautiful message I guess for all of this it's just let's not judge people and let's not critique people just be kind yeah yeah and that's that's a good way to describe it yeah. <laughs> thanks please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas yeah. on that note we'll move on to Disney fun fact number three so one recurrent recurrent recurring joke <laughs> of Frank to Lily is nicknaming her pants um, by her persistence to wear pants, as we've discussed. Um, but also it addresses not only the social norm at that time that women shouldn't wear pants, but also Catherine Hepburn, one of the first women in Hollywood who challenged the conventions of her time by wearing pants. Yes, I, I saw quite, quite yeah. a lot of analogies to her in the reviews. Yeah, actually. I think so, it's, it Queen of Africa, was that the one she was in? Yeah. Apparently, like, Lily's name in that, like, links to Catherine Hepburn because her name's, like, um, Horton, and that was her name in the film. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, nice. there's quite a few links not. to that. And it's quite similar, like, the whole, like, Queen of Africa is quite similar, I think, where they're, they're going to search for, like, um, a, a treasure or something. So there's yeah. a lot of links back to that, which is really cool. Oh, that's, that is really It cool. also makes me laugh because this has like been written in America. It's like an American film. And when they talk about pants, I'm fairly certain like in America that they pants mean like underwear. And what, <laughs> as well as trousers. I, well, because when you say pants, people typically, I think, think of underwear first. Oh, really? I thought in America that was like what they said for trousers as well. Should I Google it? Because like in I the UK, if anyone ever said to you like your pants... Oh, yeah, I, I always think underwear. Oh, I apparently it's think. wrong. Apparently, I'm the other way around. Apparently, in Britain, people think underpants or, or Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was just about to say. Oh, that's interesting. What and then in America, they think trousers. That's what they I use. see. Well, I was wrong, because I was sat there <laughs> thinking, like, I'd never think it meant underwear, but people do, don't they? Yeah, that's so interesting. You've got the reverse, like, perspective of it. Well, I'm just unique. Well, goodness, <laughs> I've learned something today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because it's quite... Okay, well, then I'll change my opinion then and they did it obviously in England if people assume it means like underwear yeah probably it's actually funnier to watch those scenes in yeah Britain than it is in America yeah it, yeah <laughs> I'm sorry that's just so funny that like you have a different way around looking at it I love it yeah because I just assumed that was an American thing but I think it's because I've heard it and just thought because I don't think that way it must have been an American yeah thing, but, but it's a different yeah yeah oh there you go yeah, yeah I never think <laughs> um so Moving on to characters. Yes. Always an interesting segment because, you know, there's a lot to a character. And there are a lot of characters in this film as well. There are. Um, I don't think we're going to talk about every single one because... Oh, God, we'd uh, be here all night, wouldn't we? We would be here all night. So we're going to hone in <laughs> on the ones that we like the most yeah. or have most impact on the film for us, I guess. 
Um, so, who was a standout character for you? I mean, obviously Lily. Oh, of course. Of course. I feel like we've already <laughs> talked about her quite a bit, but we I just have, think, yeah. like, her, and then obviously her selflessness at the end of the film when she sacrifices things oh, she's worked yeah. her whole life for yeah. um, to save somebody else and kind of understanding the the... the the value of like human connection and stuff like that and I thought yeah. that was really cool like that because she just go on a journey even if she's quite at the beginning she just go on a journey of like trying not to judge people as much and yeah and because she thinks I don't think she knows everything but I think she's just so used to like being prejudged that she forgets that like mm-hmm. other people might have more depth too um, yeah. and when she finds all the maps and stuff that he had that um Frank has in his cabin about the tears it's obviously because he himself is, is under the curse and so he wants to try and find it but she straight away is like you knew like you knew this and you were playing me and all this kind yeah. of stuff and it's like actually there's more to it than that yeah um, the assumption whereas doing. if someone made an assumption about her because she was a woman it obviously mm-hmm. would be like that's ridiculous yeah so I think she does go on like a journey definitely which I think is great but I feel like we've talked about her quite a bit and I do just love her so I shall move on <laughs> um one like a little nod that I really liked is the fact that obviously we have Trader Sam in there with the uh, the tribe section mm-hmm. and obviously and in the ride this is a man with a top hat and I in the film yeah in the film <laughs> it's not only a woman but it's a non-white woman is yeah but I just thought it was so cool like because it really flips that kind of traditional image of like a posh white man on its head yeah and it was actually like a matriarch figure as part as a leader and this woman was a leader and I thought it was so cool and yeah how, she's like Frank you're so annoying and she's so understanding with Lily and she sits and talks with her and they get on really really well and I just yeah. think that that kind of like female bond of leadership is always also really cool to see yeah um even, and then especially like when they when she's like leading her away from the village and she's like I'm so sorry I brought the arrowhead here like it's my fault and she's like mm-hmm. it's it's fine I'm just getting to safety um when she could have just turned on them all so I really liked her. I wish I'd gonna see some more of her because I thought she was really cool. Yeah, um, and I like just I thought it was just like a nice clever switch because there's already quite a lot of men in the film. Um, because again, if you actually look at it, there aren't really that many women. Really. No, no. She's a very strong woman. Um, but there, everyone else, like the main people, are men. Um, yeah, that is very true. Which obviously makes sense contextually because the whole yeah. point is that like she's kind of going against the grain, but like actually you don't even really see women. <laughs> like you don't mm. even see women just kind of like milling around or anything like that. No, the closest you see is like when they're in the like audience at the you know when um yeah. is giving the, Up at the, top, the yeah. research. Yeah. And of course they're at the top because they can't be in the main hall. But yeah, you're right, there's not a lot even of when they puzzle. go to like the bar, like obviously the barmaid. <laughs> Um, mm. but you know mm. kind of see like even like posh women kind of milling around or whatever no. like in focus that I remember so it can't no, have been yeah, there too right. long <laughs> um even like you know the guy who owns the the fish and obviously he's uh, the boats he's a guy yeah. you see some women on the boat when Frank is taking them out but again the people with lines are typically the men <laughs> yes um, yeah so actually in terms of female representation it's not and the whole like Bechdel chest thing I don't think there's no other past the Bechdel chest because she barely speaks to any of the women throughout the entire film mm. and when she speaks to True. Trader Sam it is mainly about Frank and about the, the yeah press. about so, what she's trying to do yeah so it's like I don't think it would pass it which isn't right um but for anyone who, who hasn't heard it before the Bechdel test is like a, a test applied to films to basically assess kind of like female representation you can kind of google it and it will give you more information but it's it's a very specific test and the idea is i think it has to be like there's three rules for a film to pass the bechdel test so it's like at least two women are featured in the film mm. these two women have to talk to each other and they have to discuss something other than a man 
Mm. You'd think that was pretty easy to pass, but you'll be surprised at how many films don't pass this. It's crazy. Um, So I don't know if this film will pass it, to be honest. I'm not sure. Mm. No, probably not, to be honest. But I think so, not to defend that. But being an adventure film, the focus is going to be on the mission and what, what you're finding. So I understand that part of her conversation with Trace True, Sam, but do but... you not think it's sad that we haven't come any further than, like, if you compare this to Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. Elizabeth is like, the only woman in the whole adventure, and the only other woman yeah. that she typically talks to is um, the woman who ends up being Calypso. I've forgotten her original name. Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. I can't Like, remember. the kind of, like, witcher so lady. And again, it's that idea yeah. of, like, a woman of colour who is kind of, like, into witchcraft and, mm. like... It's sad to me that we haven't come any further than that in adventure films. Like, why can we not find another place in an adventure fantasy film yeah. to fit another? Why is there only been for one strong well, woman? It would have been interesting, actually, not to dismiss Frank completely because he's great, but it would have been interesting to maybe have had a female mm. skipper yeah, um, and to see the relationship between Lily and maybe Trader Sam, for example. Yeah towards the end of the mission and things like I say mission you know what I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> like towards the end of that and see how they would have worked together obviously I know his story is extremely relevant but, but you could have had, had the same story you could have actually been like Guerrero's wife or something like yeah that. yeah exactly so um, I think it would have been interesting the dynamics obviously would have changed quite a bit on mm, the on the boat as well yeah. um or even again I was like I love Jack Whitehall so I'm not gonna like say I wanted to go but even if it had been like two sisters instead or something yeah, like that yeah, like yeah something that something where it's yeah where it comes away from that traditional and I don't mean I love the film but I think you have to look at it like objectively as well and thinking Mm. if you actually really look at it again with Indiana Jones it's the same problem where you have a million different men and one woman one strong woman who's like oh I can do this Mm. we haven't come any further in the structure of the adventure film yeah and I think it's it is difficult like in terms of like because of when it was set obviously mm. like you know they're more restricted in terms of slightly restricted however why could we not have two lilies like yeah you know why is there only room for one strong yeah woman? like why you can have... she got a, a best friend who come with her as well or like yeah why is it always and that's why I think people like my mum kind of come with that position of like well it's a woman who really needs a man's help because mm. there's no other woman in the film I think that's the thing with because Frank was the skipper that's yeah. what I think and had that backstory and he is the one that had that I think that is where you could see that mm. like opinion on it and interpretation of it and that's why I think if you'd have had a female skipper that would have completely yeah. changed that and or like you said a sister instead of a brother or even if your villain was female because villains yeah, are female and it was the like both male in this I mean I understand <laughs> again, like you know context wise in 1500s but even if like the yeah. wife had, the wife had come along to search yeah. the flower as well to, to heal the daughter and the the Aguirre had died and then the woman mm. had become the one who was kind of leading things to fight on for her daughter or just something oh yeah like so I just can't accept the argument that there's not room to fit another strong woman in the film regardless of context yeah I think we seem yeah. to manage it if we can manage to have magical curses and like boats that fly over mm-hmm. villages and stuff, I'm like I'm sure we can fit another woman in there somewhere yeah I I do I definitely agree with that because like as great as Lily is and she's mm. a fantastic representation of a woman, a woman breaking the mold and defying the norms and you know being capable which mm. is amazing in that time it's like it's like why does it have to be one like mm. out of all of these women I'm sure there were many other women yeah because it then kind of gives the impression if you were to look at it really deeply 
that like a strong woman is an anomaly yeah not many of them like most of them aren't capable but she's like you know different I know what you mean like and obviously you might not go into it that deeply when you watch this film because it's very lighthearted it's very fun but from like a uh analytical perspective which is what we're doing (laughs) yeah. yeah it's obviously um a bit of a flaw of the film well especially when you look at the fact that like Pirates of the Caribbean was made like very early 2000s mm. so we're all basically 20 years on ish yeah the the format hasn't changed and I, I just think that's shocking and um, we see different cultures in this film mm-hmm. so just because in you know British culture you know like women um may have been secretaries yeah doesn't mean that in every single culture no that's the same because in some cultures during this time correct me if I'm wrong but I believe this is right in some cultures women were actually still you know the leaders yeah. and as we saw with Trader Sam mm-hmm. you can have like a matriarchal woman during yeah. this time in different um cultures or different places in the world so they did have yeah a way to do it even if like Trader Sam had joined them on their journey halfway yeah, through and been yeah. like the kind of spiritual guide through it or something. Well, yeah, because she came a bit redundant, didn't she? Because she just like, as soon as um, Joaquin uh, kind of like captured McGregor, well, she just she like takes, swam yeah. out the boat. Yeah, because she, <laughs> yeah, cause she was out helping back to the thing and then we just never saw her again. Exactly. And it's like, oh, but you were so good. Yeah. And then we didn't get to see any more of you. So I would have appreciated seeing more of her, I think, yeah. definitely, and McGregor. But, yeah. you know, for the, the sake of this argument, her as well. So there's just course. a little, like, feminist front maybe, But it's not like a feminist <laughs> front in the sense of, like, there should be more women in every film. No. But I just think when you look at it as a a genre of film and this fantasy adventure format mm. it's bizarre to me that since Indiana Jones there was even older than Pirates of the Caribbean this format hasn't changed yeah you've still got the main man the woman and yeah. like a sidekick yeah. like another male sidekick and then you've got lots of groups of men all also going after the same yeah thing and then amongst all of these men is one woman who's like I can fight yeah <laughs> and yeah, I just yeah. think how have we not move forward from that it baffles me mm. um which I think is such a shame because I think it's like these characters the female characters in there are so strong mm-hmm. it, where it's, it's okay to have more than one strong female character in a film is allowed and even though as you've mentioned Lily's very selfless in her actions at the end yeah we'll get oh. to that we'll get to that because this whole thing really <laughs> annoyed me I feel like we should discuss it now though because okay. we have, we're on a roll here okay right here's the situation I'll, I'll briefly because I know you've got a lot to say about this here's the thing I love that she's selfless because that's a great quality if you look at the have. quality in isolation yeah it's great great okay and she puts someone else before her own goals which isn't always healthy but sometimes it's a really good thing to do problem is she's doing it for a man true and and it's like romance which... this is the thing is like it wouldn't have even bothered me as much if like obviously they become very close to what they trust yeah and yeah they've got a great friendship going yeah and I think and obviously like he then he had sacrificed himself and his boat and all yeah kind of he was selfless for too. her yeah so it's kind of rewarding that that, that bond yeah. of trust that wouldn't have bothered it's the romance why did they have to get they were great friends there was great banter and sometimes you know fine people do get together that way of course but like did they have to yeah I would have preferred to have seen that in a sequel I'd have preferred to have seen like 
the hints of like you know flirty banter and stuff yeah but, but it just like... came out of nowhere I was like like that's what I mean when you watch the film I was obviously rooting for it because you watch it get like yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you actually like watch the film again and you're like this literally comes out of nowhere like in the space of like two days they fall in love and he moves to England and yeah like... that's that's what I mean and like you know when um Lily's saying like what, what are you gonna do like with your pestle mm. and he's like well I'm done this is me done it's like Ah, uh, you know, he must have really thought about what he wanted to do after this. Yeah, long he's had years life. to think about, and it. he has every right to decide whatever he wants to do. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have gone with her, but I do feel like his decision was very quickly changed. Mm. And I know, you know, love can do that, whatever. But the fact that there is love in the first place is very sudden for me. Yeah, anyway. it would, like I say, it would have been nice if we had that in a sequel. I think where so we as saw well. it like grow and evolve a bit more. Yeah, because yeah, but, it felt a bit forced. Um, yeah. And like it was the right thing to do. It's like, yeah. wait, no one's had a relationship yet. Quick, let's throw one in. Um, exactly. Especially because their banter the whole way through was more like a friendship banter anyway. That's what I thought as well. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah, it was weird. I mean, there was like hints of it, obviously, like, when he's like filming Kay, you know, on the um, oh yeah, the picture camera and stuff, which was That's, all like that. I mean, it was I a bit creepy, it. but it was also a bit cute. Like I couldn't it was, I it was where cute. It was. Like because he was experimenting with the camera, the camera as well. Yeah, and she looked so fit on that. Oh, this is not acceptable. <laughs> Um, but like so I think there were like hints at it yeah but it just felt a bit like "Mm." yeah I I just think it was a bit uncharacteristic for Lily if I'm honest and that's not to say I'm not saying that women aren't allowed to love like fall in love or whatever but like you know what I feel like we needed we needed it to be more like the ending of Zootropolis you know where there's like yeah they maybe could get together in the future yeah but it's not but they, they end as like best mates yeah. and like teasing each other. I think it could have been quite nice to end because, that way. Because it's not the point of the story. No. Like, and, and then it doesn't lend, because then all the work you've done to have the whole like backstories and independence and stuff, it then doesn't lend it, it lends itself to the critique of like, well, a woman, it's, it's classic, it's cliche. And again, and then if we come mm. back to the, like McGregor's character, it's like, why, why is it that the only relationship that happens yeah. is the heterosexual one? Yeah exactly and it's and like, I understand context I get that but like why is it that that's the one that's forced through but even with the context though like just because it's set in that time doesn't mean it w- wouldn't have been possible for McGregor to have found someone or been no, with someone it happened it was all under the radar but it happened yeah but like he, he you know he wasn't like afraid to admit that he wasn't heterosexual so like you know if he had found someone within Trader Sam's uh, community for example <laughs> I like I don't think there would have been a problem with that, like to be honest. And yeah, yeah it's just very it's, like but I think oh, even that would again. have felt false because it would have been like, yeah. oh, of course, they, they have like, to find it. it's like, yeah. oh, we found the one like non-straight person in the <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Who's willing I think, to like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Right, but I think when you've got like, the heteronormative relationship happening, it's like, well, of course that's the one that happens. Mm. And it just wasn't necessary to the film, I don't think. Like their their their, their bond was strong enough as friends mm. that we cared about it. It didn't need like that kiss just felt awkward as well. Like it didn't oh, I know feel... that's what I mean. It was just I felt like it was out of character for both of them, if I'm honest, because as much as I love the rock and Frank, I'm not gonna lie, I I know obviously like don't get me wrong, he's a very attractive man, but like in this <laughs> film, I didn't really feel like he was like trying to impress her no. or like rom- be romantic or like trying to flirt well, like, for like 400 years yeah so it's like... I don't think that was ever really his 
goal like and again with Lily I felt like it was really out of character Mm -hmm. because I feel like someone who was so defiant about things and like so committed and like again so defying the the norm at the time I just felt like it was a bit annoying to see her just end up like falling in love and And then like immediately immediately without the first man uh, the first man who, yeah. like, who would like show her any kind of like you know acceptance like oh I must fall in love with this she's so man. intelligent and values herself completely we we see that so like yeah yeah it's a bit frustrating but anyway we digress <laughs> <laughs> um so I think they're kind of the characters that I've I've talked about I mean the Aguirre I think oh, his name, villain like I think the mm-hmm. whole vibe like it kind of made sense it was like with the whole like daughter thing and stuff like that but I think yeah. a lot of them were CGI's and because yeah. then you have the Germans as well like the, the villains were quite diluted to be fair the, yeah they, they obviously the impact was necessary for the story but like I don't remember them if I think about the film do you no. know what I mean like they're not the, the bit that I look forward to seeing again no but they're necessary no. to drive the plot I guess but yeah true so are there any characters that we haven't mentioned yet I talked about that you wanted to talk um, about um, I bet you want to talk about the Jaguar, don't you? Actually, Proxima, <laughs> Proxima is her name, and all of his previous big cats. I love the fact that he's always had a, like a big cat, whether that's like a Jaguar yeah. or a leopard, whatever it is, as a companion. That was a really cute part it's of the really, story. Really, really yeah. cute. And actually, actually, this does work. For characterization because I thought that actually brought out quite a lot in Frank's character mm. as well the fact that like we, we you see a bit of a softer side with him when he talks to Proxima yeah. like he's I, I like that side of him because to begin with he's quite like standoffish and a bit yeah. kind of like I'm not bothered about anything like no emotions no connection yeah and then you saw him with Proxima and it's like oh okay you do care about mm. people and animals and stuff and so yeah, Proxima is actually relevant to Frank's <laughs> characterization. Um, but yeah, love the fact that there was many an animal in this actually as well, just, just yeah. to put that in there, because as soon as I knew it was going to be like an adventure film and it was going to be like in the like in the rainforest and stuff, I was like, <laughs> yes, we're going to have animals. So that came through for me. Um, but also on Frank as well. I do think like to begin with, I was a bit like, oh, are you going to be a bit... Like, I was a bit like, why are you so kind of, like, what's the word? Pessimistic or, like, just yeah. so cynical, I guess, like, is how he seemed. But his story, like, oh. it's just really sad. When you realise that he's been based on his own for, like, 400 years. I know. And, and like, it's completely understandable that he's absolutely exhausted and well, is ready yeah. to be done. Um, and I just think, like... I think he's quite an interesting character and actually I think mm. in a lot of the reviews people focus on Lily fair <laughs> but like he's also good like I, I think he's got quite a lot to him once you once you realize what his story is I think you can yeah. learn more about him he has and this is what this is one of my big problems with the film really is that mm. let's not talk about it later but I'll talk about it now it's <laughs> pacing right yeah in the fact that it's a long film it's two hours nine minutes it is yeah and the first hour is basically all set up yeah, getting building. on the boat yeah. on the way to this um like treasure place yeah yeah so the problem for me is that the last hour crams all the character development yeah it crams all the adventure it crams all of your like plot twists mm-hmm. and it crams like the like the um kind of those 
like nice moments to have as much time to pay off because yeah you think about his character we see just as much of him being completely indifferent and sarcastic as we do kind of that second half where he's kind of growing a bit more we probably yeah so it's, it, the problem that I have with the pacing of the film is that it feels like everything happens too quickly it feels unnatural yeah because we spend so long in like one situation and yet mm. they're on the river for like days or whatever it feels like when he's suddenly like telling us his story and it's like I don't have time to process it and really attach that yeah. to his character it's almost too late I think we find yeah. out the story like I understand there has to be like a reveal but, but it, is, it is long like yeah I think they maybe could have done the bit in London a bit differently and maybe done it's mm. more like a, like a, a story or like a I don't know but it, it, it just it did feel long yeah <laughs> um, it did I agree. Like it did, well, sorry, it didn't feel long when you were watching it the first time. But then when I was rewatching it and I like paused it and they were literally just like they just went past the rapids, maybe like an hour in, I was like, they just started. <laughs> well, when you know what's to come. Well, yeah, because like... yeah, because the villains have only just been released an hour yeah. in. And it, like the the magical villains. So I was like, there's been no capture, no attacks, no tree. Because for me as well, the, the time actually in the magical cave. Mm. was so short oh yeah it was it went so it was very like fleeting like, yeah and even and that bit the problem with that again then was like for me it didn't feel logical so when they were like trying to find that you know the the petals yeah we all just kept running past ones that were already like oh yeah fresh um, and open I was like you could have all grabbed about 10 by now um sorry I feel like I know, I know you're on a roll here but I really need to no, you it really annoys me okay so you know when um Lily goes underwater to sort the leaf yeah. out I'm sorry she could not have had her breath it that long so to begin with long. so unrealistic obviously I know he goes up gets some breath and like gives it to her no they could not have held their breath that no. long in the first instance and that's all I was thinking in that scene it annoyed yeah. me how unrealistic and I know it's a fun film it's escapism but that really annoyed me because yeah. like you couldn't. I think like, she would be dead by now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So you carry on. I had to see that. No, no, I agree. It bugs and me. I think that is the problem is that because that last section was so kind and there was so much happening and it was so condensed. Yeah. It just felt like maybe that's why the romance bit felt so forced as well, because the yeah. ending, like what we've been looking forward to was this like La Luna Rotta with the tree and the petals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet that was so short. And at least we found the character of the Caribbean when it came to like the um the gold um, we went back there a few times <laughs> yeah true and like yeah. the pieces of gold were there throughout the film so like the payoff felt worth it yeah we need to do yeah. perhaps the Caribbean episodes I just had a thought oh um, yeah we do we do I need to re-watch them all so that's a good excuse oh, I love them <laughs> um but that was kind of a payoff because you, you got to the you got to the, the the main goal like two thirds of the base of the film yeah and then we went back and then battles happened and complications and then we went back so yeah whereas it felt like the payoff for this film was maybe a little bit too late yeah I agree and as I said fleeting it wasn't yeah didn't feel as worth the journey no as it should have been especially because like, then the tree starts closing up straight away oh I know it's so beautiful I was like can we not yeah. see this for a bit longer <laughs> you know it's like it has to be under a blood moon and I was like, this is ridiculous I was like you are telling me that a tree this magical literally blooms for like 30 seconds like, yeah. it was just ridiculous that, yeah that was irritating there could have been a better way to do it than that definitely yeah I agree. Um, again like the avatar where they bring in they did it better as well where they kind of brought in like the um the diggers and were like crushing the trees down and yeah like, watch the just the man-made destruction yeah was far more like hard hitting as well um but I remember mm-hmm. watching it and I was like she was leaping across the branches I was like you are running past 
ones that are already there. If you just chill yeah, out a bit, you would have picked about stop 10 to grab. take with you. Yeah. I know. So yeah, that bit did annoy me a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, so yeah, that was a big one for me. And I think coming back to Frank's character, that's why you don't feel he's actually very interesting as a character, but you don't get the time to learn more about him. Yeah. It's very rushed. And appreciate um, it quite as much until you reflect after you've watched yeah. it. Yeah. So you kind yeah. of when you're thinking about it, you just kind of think mm. about him being like the sarcastic skipper and that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. um, before I rewatched it, I kind of really thought about rewatching it. I forgot he was even one of the dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, oh, it's the rock and he's sarcastic and he's on the boat. And then I was like, well, what is this? It's like two different films almost. The, like the beginning mm-hmm. and the, the second yeah. bit, I'd say like, because of the pacing, you're right. It, it just mm-hmm. feels a bit jarring when everything kind of, kind of yeah. you have to process so much at once. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So they are... Oh, thoughts. Any more thoughts on characters or are you? I think I just have to big up McGregor one more time. I'm I mean, sorry. True. <laughs> His vibe, he just wants, like, you can tell he just wants, he just an, wants easy, an easy life. <laughs> an easy, relaxing life, no stress. And I was thinking, what an absolute mood this yeah. man is. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's a privileged white man. I was thinking of you, though, you know, when he's like, what are we going to eat? Because you throw all of my reserves into the river. Well, <laughs> that, that's me. But also, <laughs> this quote, I wrote it down. I was like, I have to. And it was when he says, if you're planning on cutting our trip short by starving us, let me tell you that it's extremely likely to work. Yeah. I was like, that is me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just thought he was laugh. hilarious, but not in a like tacky a way. way no. I just loved his vibes. And to be honest, his reactions to things were quite realistic. Like him being scared of things, I was like, that would be me as well. And he's he's very much out of his comfort zone. It's yeah. not crazy that he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. I love it after the do. waterfalls afterwards when he goes never do that to me again <laughs> like you're right it's it. just so funny like and the, and the time the way he delivers things the timing is yeah. so good yeah and I love how protective he is over Lily but not yeah. in a way where he's overbearing he's just the right amount Supported. I would say to be yeah and I think like, you're right because he also like he can I think what's nice about him is even though he's like a sidekick and in better comments mm-hmm. he's a really well-rounded character so you see him like with his funny side his vulnerable mm-hmm. side his supportive side and then you even see like you know when he hurts his ankle and he's oh, yeah. like, just, just go I'm fine just go yeah. which knowing that he is quite like a kind of I guess a wuss <laughs> that was really big for him to say because he lets his sister leave him in the middle of a jungle yeah. with some random woman from a tribe he's just met and then he gets like, and then he gets captured <laughs> Him, I, like, I did think that when I was watching it I was like why would you leave him in the middle of the jungle I know I know because it wasn't he could have stayed on the boat it was fine he, yeah I know but yeah, but so, yeah. yeah I agree what a mood he is just very, very he true. just makes me laugh so much and it's like proper laughter as well it's not yeah funny. it's like I'm actually really laughing so. it's, it's like enjoyable to, to watch yeah. him pleasure to watch and I think Jack Whitehall did a really good job so like, good. like you said like I wasn't sure how he was gonna be no but, 10 out of 10 what, what oh, I would, I'd love to watch him in other stuff like I still want to yeah. see Cliff of the Big Red Dog because he looks so funny in oh world. yeah yeah because he does an American accent in yeah, that doesn't he yeah, yeah. he's yeah. branching out you see Ooh. I've also watched because my dad likes his show it's like Travelers with my dad or something oh yeah and he's actually hilarious in that as well like yeah because it's funny because like you can see obviously where like, the privilege comes from but he's very like aware of that and so when he, he goes to the women's it. dad his dad is a bit like a bit racist I'm not gonna lie oh god he's, he's like dad you can't do that like it's, it's really <laughs> embarrassing like I can't take you anywhere like so it's he's naturally funny and it always helps um, yeah he's a very funny man so I'd like to see him in more stuff me too yes please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas 
And that brings us on to Disney fun fact number four. So Nilo, who is kind of the chief boat operator man in the port, yeah. has a bird called Rosita who keeps going on about like Frank owes me money and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and now this might be a reference to another Disneyland and Disney World attraction, the Enchanted Tiki Room, in which one of the lines from the birds is whatever happened to Rosita? Oh, I like that. Which is quite cool. It's the idea of like, because this whole like, if anyone's ever never done the tiki room, it's all these birds kind of just chilling, having a conversation. And it's loads of parrots and different types of like exotic birds. So the idea is like Rosita's meant to be there. They haven't seen her in ages, and it's because she's <laughs> she's on Nilo's shoulder. And that's really cool. <laughs> I love that. I, I really I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's a nice little nod, I think, because obviously. Yeah. Um, it's also right next to Jungle Cruise as well. Like in oh, world. yeah, that makes sense. It's the same more. world and stuff, and for the same land. So I think that's like yeah. a nice nod. And I think throughout like this, like I think there's bits that like nod to Pirates to the Caribbean. So yeah. Loads of like nods yeah. to other um, rides, I think is really cool as well. Yeah, it is. Well, so <laughs> let's bring it up. Sorry, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my scores. I'm glad you're going first. And I didn't. <laughs> Didn't decide this. No, this, this is time. true. This is true. So, right. So, what are your overall thoughts? Your brief overall thoughts, because we're very good at writing an essay with our voices. Um, <laughs> and how would you rate this film out of ten? Okay. So, brief thoughts. Oh, brief. It's hard though, actually. Well, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. So, enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Would we'll happily mm-hmm. watch again. Yeah. It'd be like nice to watch with like a variety of people. You could watch it with like partner your family friends on like a yeah. film night it's a really enjoyable watch yeah it's really important to point out yeah um i think it would be quite a nice film to maybe introduce people to like if they're not massive disney fans as well like yeah. i think it's quite like a kind of neutral disney film which is like quite nice not loki <laughs> <laughs> you get it you like loki rosie okay? <laughs> but yes loki yeah um, thank you less in your face disney isn't it really yeah um I think the characters are really strong. What they have are really, really mm. strong characters. They're really mm. memorable. I really like the the plot and like with all the curse and magic. We haven't seen Disney do a lot of that in their live action recently. Yeah, so we had a little bit more of the magic with Encanto and with Onward and stuff. So we have mm. had some more of that in the animation, but we haven't had a lot of live action stuff with the magic recently. So yeah, I like Legends, and I love I love a good adventure film. So that's really nice mm. to have that back again. Yeah, um, CGI incredible. The music was incredible. Um, the Obviously, like the I think the script is amazing as well. Yeah, like the way it's well written is so funny and really clever and very sensitive. Um, however, I think pacing wise, it suffers because the pacing for me is just a bit off. Yeah, um, I just think they spend too long trying to set up the characters, and that means there's not enough time to pay it off. Yeah, um, even if they have like an extra twenty minutes, it's like two and a half hours because I think most of the comparison to Caribbean films are like that long. Mm. You could That's have, true. even though it's a long film, because it's an adventure film and you're kind of pushing through. Yeah. The time goes quicker. Yeah. So you could have afforded, yeah, an extra 20 minutes that was more of like a solid ending that kind of gave a real feeling of resolution. Because even when like they find the the petal and stuff, like, and then they just go straight back to London and even that is a bit like is, wishy-washy. Yeah, it is wishy-washy. It's like, we're wrapping up now. Done. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, hate when, I hate when films do it. So like Christmas films, right? Like, which Christmas morning and then the film ends and I'm like, I know you want to see more. So annoying. Um, so there was that. I think there was too, too many villains for me. I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's a lot. It was just a bit overwhelming. Um, but it was just a bit bizarre for me. Like the, mm. the, the amount of villains there were. Like I kind of enjoyed the chase part of it. Yeah. 
I did enjoy that, but I think when you come to like, like I say, the fact that at the end was so compressed, having that many villains was just a bit ridiculous. It was too much. Yeah. Um. Obviously, again, I would like to have seen some more female characters in there with like prominent roles. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did really like the representation of Lily and her like independence, and obviously McGregor and his kind of inverted commas coming out scene. Yeah. Um, and I also the, the twists and turns, like the plot twists, and this was so clever. Um, yeah. And yeah. also the way they managed to incorporate the actual ride into the film yes for people who know about it was really nice and um, they have like all the famous like quicks and jokes that were like at you know, the backside of water and stuff like <laughs> that's all that. was so cool they kind of managed to integrate that really naturally as well it yeah didn't feel forced. yeah um it's not obviously like it has its deep things we obviously discussed but i don't think it's like one that you would sit and like really emotionally connect no. with so for me my score on the door is going to be a seven interesting okay yeah, I think like about that because I would again like I really enjoyed it. Like I would watch it again. It's beautiful to watch, mm-hmm. but that emotional connection maybe isn't there like as strongly as. But it's not a bad film. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yeah, I think a seven is like a solid fair score for a film that you enjoy, but like it's not going to be one that like you bang on about all the time. Yes, that's where I'm at. Where are you at? Well, that's interesting because I agree, and actually, I'm gonna start my score oh. it makes sense because mine's exactly the same oh <laughs> there was times where I was like is it 7.5 I was like mm. no I think seven's a good score it just score. feels right doesn't it like yeah it, it does like you're giving it credit low. but you're not yeah. kind of overhyping it yeah you don't want to overhype it you want to just give it the right amount of love I think yeah but yeah the reason I like it is pretty much the same reasons as yours but like <laughs> okay end of podcast <laughs> <laughs> I think the characters are great McGregor just makes me laugh so much and that alone is a reason for me to watch this film because yeah. it's just I'll laugh and if I'm having a bad day if I put this on it'll make me happy it would, so, yeah you're, you're right with escapism in the idea of like it's easy to watch but it's not boring yeah it's that kind of and I think any film that can actually like sometimes you'll watch films or tv shows and you you think it's funny and you're happy you don't laugh yeah <laughs> Whereas this film actually makes you kind of giggle yeah as you go I along. have to laugh out loud at McGregor, not just McGregor, there's other funny bits as well. I'm just imagining you now sat in a room on your own just laughing out loud, really loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, love the characters. I also thought the twist was very well done. Yeah. Because that could have easily been awful. Yes. And I think the timing, like we said, could have been better. I would have liked to have had that a bit earlier or yeah. the film longer so that we could have had the more of a like a you know more of an ending that benefited yeah the and I think it probably would have also given like The Rock some more like chance to play with that because up until yeah. that point let's be honest he's kind of the same character as he's played in most of the things he was yeah, the same oh, character yeah, as is. Jumanji really where it's like Ron yeah. Quest and I know everything and I'm a sarcastic person yeah yeah part. yeah and obviously like Jumanji he was playing a character playing a different character but it was that but kind of persona still. it was like it was his persona in the game yeah so I think it was nice I think what was the other one he was in with oh the Disney one with like the football helmet. Oh, oh yeah. It will oh. it will come to us. But you know, like that idea where it's, I, like, I it's love kind that of film. So, I used to love that when I was younger so much. I used to watch Me it all the too. Time. Um oh. I need to Google. I'm gonna Google it. It's something really. like something game, isn't it? Yeah. Is it like the game plan? That's it. Oh. I didn't even need to Google it, everyone. What, a, what an incredible film though. Obviously, in that, it. again, it's the <laughs> idea of like a big like masculine man. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like the typical stereotypical man. And so for yeah. most of this film, that's what he is. So I think it would have been nice to write to have had that earlier on. Yeah. So that he had because he clearly could do it. It was nice to see him do something a bit more emotional. Yeah. That was really nice. And less like 
heightened drama because again in Jumanji you get it but it's when he's like stood on the edge of a cliff or whatever it's not quite the same (laughs) and standing on a boat and just telling the story it was nice to see that emotion so I think for him as well it would have been Mm -hmm. nice to have had a chance to kind of explore that a bit more and to hear his full name because all we got was Francis I know (laughs) yeah yeah I agree like we found out a lot about him through his story with the twist not enough either I don't yeah not enough and um yeah, I just think, like, I love the twist, though. I'll give the twist credit. So good. I, I loved it. Very clever. It got me. I was like, wow. Um, made his character ten times more interesting, yeah. even though we didn't get and a lot of it. made so much more sense of things that, like, you weren't even questioning. And yeah. so you said it, and you were like, yeah, that was weird. Like, why is he, like, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why so, is he stuck with this rusty old boat? Why did he just leave? <laughs> yeah, and I do love the fact that he was the cartographer, like, with the, the maps. Like, he yeah. did the, the maps. That was, that was nice. That was a nice little touch. Yeah. So I like that. But um, I think visually this film is absolutely stunning. stunning. Like we've the colours. Beautiful. So realistic in terms of like, you, I really felt like I'd been transported yeah. to the location. Like it just, it really kind of like evoked that whole vibe of being on this adventure. And like, I just, I loved it. I thought it was great. And the tree, I wish we'd seen more of that tree. I know. Because I was just thinking it looks like, something that should be in Disney World in my eyes like like a part of an attraction it was very Pandora-esque yeah it it was very Pandora-esque and like you know Tree of Life like kind of you know those sort of vibes combined and I just it was so beautiful um so yeah oh I also loved the score as well I thought that was really good I enjoyed the music I felt like that really added to the story nice extra character as well moved it along yes yeah and um I mentioned before but the map the way that they so use the animation of the map to like show where they were show where the boat was oh, yeah that's a nice point actually the way I was thinking that before the way they weaved between um like the visual elements so I thought that like when it would like come out and you know when we saw like it from ugh, Lily's point of view in the camera yeah yeah. So you are you have these like little reminders throughout about the fact that it was in this certain time period and um, that was quite like a nice little hint and it's reflected yeah. through the cinematography which is really nice yeah definitely um and I think the visuals combined with the music immersed you into the real like jungle vibes and like it gave you the atmosphere of like what what, you felt like you were there I felt like I was on the boat you know I felt like I was part of it so yeah very well done in terms of like CGI and the visuals and music I would say um but yes all in all I would 100% watch again I love it um but it's not one of my favorite films so like I'm not strongly opinionated on it I wouldn't fight someone no. if someone said you know something about I mean I might argue with what they say <laughs> but I wouldn't be like the same with like Big Hero 6 if someone was like that sounds awful. <laughs> like right let's sit down <laughs> so yeah loved it not one of my favorites and that's why I give it a seven I think it's a seven is like you you, you know like the you film. enjoy the film yeah you watch it again I think I gave Bambi a seven actually so like I feel like it's yeah, like it's a similar vibe. In a yeah. different way. I think we said that the pacing was off in Bambi as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I think seven is apparently the scroll on the door for... So seven is where we sit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed, you can subscribe, follow whatever the button is on your relevant app. <laughs> um, <that laughs> so be, many. Yeah, that way you can kind of get notifications for when we are... Um, posting new episodes um obviously like it was in the last year as we said it was a bit less regular 
this year it will be better <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. as we move forward with like the fact that COVID is, and, and illnesses and and what you can't help something and, so you no know, yeah. but I think it's just kind of like that just happened it was a busy few months for everyone in the world so yeah um but we should be if this is like one of your first times here we normally post a new episode yeah, more every other week um so keep your eyes out we've got them planned for the next like few months which is very exciting a nice range yeah. of like Marvel and discussion pieces and classics and um Disney Channel stuff so a bit yeah. of everything coming your way very very soon um so and as always if there's anything you want us to do in like particular that we haven't done yet um then just leave a comment um or dm us or email us i suppose we'll give you the email address in a second well done you've mm-hmm. made it to the end yeah you've waited for this not the scores the email address <laughs> very true and then again we we do have um ad slots available for any kind of small businesses um or shops that want to advertise to our listeners um we do have um listeners across the world mainly in the uk and the us and um, so if that's one of your big markets then we are available to kind of have your um ad slots there so again visit our instagram to find out more about that or drop us a message yes and also on instagram make sure you follow along with that because we've got recent adventures we have extra fun facts Mm -hmm. we have useful guides on you know what episodes we've done if you want them all in one place rather than like scrolling um we have our merch as well don't we 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 have our merch we're both wearing right now we're representing even though you can't see us just believe that we're wearing our merch (laughs) (laughs) but yes we do also have our merch as well um and then coming up next time we will be discussing our top five pixar films so this will be in a similar format to what we did with if you've listened to them if not you should and we did top five attractions in disneyland paris in both the main park and the studios yeah so this will be a similar format to that where we're going to have a list of our own come up with a list of what we think the other has so i'll come up with katie's list and then yeah. we'll kind of guess um in the episode what what each other put as a top five and see if we were right so it's always fun I think yeah it's it's a nice kind of chatty episode yeah I think um so yeah make sure that you tune in for that episode but in the meantime the thing you've all been waiting for (laughs) feel free to contact us on our email a sprinkle of disney podcast at gmail.com from both of us have a magical rest of your day bye